you you go in and you spend eight months working the business on the phones, right? Grinding. And then you do a 15 and a 20, you know, right after each other at that eight month mark. I mean, that's 35,000 in, in wholesale fees, like right there, that finally kind of hit. What would have happened had you quit at month seven? Yeah, so Joseph, it's exciting to talk to you. I can't wait to dig in a little bit about what you're doing and, and your start and your story. And and uh, Jessica shared with me that you had done a, a wholesale deal that was on market, did a $10,000 wholesale fee. So pretty exciting. Congratulations. Love that. Uh, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about you, what market you're in, how long ago you got started. And let's let's start right there. Yeah, so we've been wholesaling for about two and a half years now. Um, the market we started in was New Jersey. We did probably about two years straight into New Jersey. And then one of my friends was wholesaling in Arizona. So we started doing some deals over in Arizona with them. Now we're mainly focused still in Jersey. Um, we do a little bit of New York. We have some deals that we're getting closed in Binghamton, New York right now. And then we're also doing a little bit of the one we closed yesterday was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then like a little bit of the Poconos now. So we're kind of mainly staying in the tri-state area, but um, really trying to start expanding now as well. Okay. So that one you closed yesterday was totally virtual. Yeah, that one was a JV with another wholesaler. It was a 10K spread on it. Um, then we did just a 50-50 split on it. He okay. brought the seller, we brought the buyer. Great, great. And when you first got started learning about wholesaling, how long until how long did it take you until you got your first deal? It took us eight months. Eight to months. Get our first deal. Okay. Yeah, we started with cold calling and it was it was definitely a struggle, but we closed our first two deals on like the same month once we finally got them. Okay. So when you say eight months, that was from when you said, okay, we've learned about this. We're going to, we're going to now try to get a, get a deal and see if we can do a wholesale deal. That's that process from then to the deal was about eight months. Yes. Okay. Now I hope you guys listening here, you know, oftentimes in the beginning we get discouraged so easily, right? Like we, we put effort in, we put time in, maybe we invest some money, we do some training we buy tools or marketing, we do these different things and then we don't see results instantly. And then we get really frustrated. Most people quit. Most people would not have stuck it out eight months. They would have quit and done something different. How was it? Why did you stick through it the whole eight months, not seeing any results for eight months? What what was it that allowed you to keep going? So I was doing life insurance before this, um, financial advising, and we did a lot of cold calling. So like the day that we started wholesaling, like literally probably the second or third day we started cold calling. So I knew that it was just like with sales, sometimes it just takes a lot of time. You got to just like continue staying on it. You're going to get a lot of no's. But I feel like just from going through the insurance experiences, we just learned to deal with um, rejection very easily. And then we kind of just kept our heads down and we knew eventually there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel for us. Yeah, I love that. You know, a lot of times when people from a sales industry, any industry outside of real estate, but they did sales, they come into wholesaling and they've already got such a firm understanding of what it, of the process of cold calling or marketing, starting something, um, negotiating, all of those things. The principles you learn doing that, it doesn't matter what industry, those principles apply everywhere. So that's pretty cool that you were able to take kind of some of that understanding you had of how there's lots of follow up. You got to keep at it. You got to be consistent. Sometimes it takes a while to see results that you were able to kind of pull from that previous experience and let it carry you through in this business. 
you know, so that's a, a, people that come without that, without a sales background, they tend to underestimate sometimes how much it takes to kind of put in to how much effort it takes to, to learn the process, to create leads, to follow up on those leads, to convert those leads. Right. No, definitely. I've talked to other people in the industry and they're like, I've been cold calling for a month. They haven't had anything yet and they're ready to give up. It's like, you just got to keep your head down and keep pushing and eventually you're going to get a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's that, it's that idea of that mindset around when it happens, not if it happens. You know, it's interesting because when you look at the business, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, is this a thing? You know, like, is this real? Can I really make money doing this? And it's like, man, of course it's a thing. Like, just go watch all of the interviews like this one I've done on my channel. And you'll see person after person after person who came from nothing, no experience, did a deal, made a bunch of money, started to build the business. So like, what more proof do you need that this is like a real thing? It's not about, is it a real thing or not? It's about, are you willing to do the work? That's really what it is. So the question isn't, you know, I I wonder if this is real or I need to prove to myself this is real. It's more like, am I willing to do what it takes to be successful? That's, I think, the question people should be asking themselves, not, is this a real thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Well, from as you've gone through that education process, you got that first deal. Tell us about that first deal. What was that? What was that like? What was that? Deal? So the first deal, it's kind of funny. The first deal was a nightmare. The second deal, like they literally closed in the same month. The second one was like a layup. Like we got, we got 15,000 from the first one. We got 20,000 from the second one. They both closed back in December, I think of 2020 or 2021, whatever, two years ago, two and a half years ago was. And um, the first deal was a pre-foreclosure lead. The lady was, it was a condo actually. The lady was literally um, a little bit, I think she was a little bit behind on the mortgage. And then the buyer we had was getting a hard money loan and it was supposed to close. And it basically took like an extra month and a half to close once we finally got it closed. So she was already behind in payments. So her, and she was really walking away with like almost no money on this because there was very little equity in the house. So once it was all said and done, we got the deal to the closing table, but it was just a, it was a nightmare, like from start to finish. You had to keep extending the closing that probably caused all kinds of problems. And was that one on market or off market? That one was off market. Off market. Okay. But you saw it through, you got it to the finish line, but it closed about it. You said about a month later than it was originally supposed to. Yes. That we said, yeah. Yeah. That creates a lot of stress, right? For everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a stressful, it was literally the most stressful time of my life, probably with that deal. And then the second one was like a blessing. Like it was literally, it was an all cash buyer. He, he, all he had to do was clear title and it was a 30 day close and he closed exactly in 30 days. There was like no issues. I think we just had to pay a little bit to the tenants to get out there because the tenant was like supposed to get out by closing and then he was giving us a little trouble. So we just paid him, the sellers paid him a little bit and then we got that one done. Don't you wish they all went that way? Just smooth all the way to the end? Yeah, that no, we, we've will. closed many deals since then, and not many have gone that way. So. Yeah, they, yeah. Count count your blessings when they go super smooth like that, because most of the time there's, you know, we're dealing with distressed sellers. So of course, the whole a lot of the process title often is distressed, or there's issues. Now, on that first one, that was a ten thousand wholesale. Uh, the first one ever was fifteen thousand. The second okay, one was twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Okay, so you did the the challenging one for fifteen. And then the the one right after that was 20. That was the the easy one. Um, but those were kind of back to back right after each other. Yeah, they were literally like a week apart. 
Yeah. So that, but that's, I mean, think about that. You, you go in and you spend eight months working the business on the phones, right? Grinding. And then you do a 15 and a 20, you know, right after each other at that eight month mark. I mean, that's 35,000 in, in wholesale fees, like right there, that finally kind of hit. What would have happened had you quit at month seven or month oh. six or whatever, right? I mean, you wouldn't, so you were like, it's like that three feet to gold analogy. Like you're so close, just keep going. Most people quit and they're so close to finally reaching results and they quit. So yeah, you know, we've had, that's a real story there that you're telling. I hope people kind of can can grasp onto that. No, absolutely. We always send it in our group chat because it, it's a team of four of us now. And we always send a picture of the guy mining for gold. And like, it's like you're literally right in front of the gold and you quit right before you get there. And that, yeah. I feel like people do that so many times. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great story to share with people. Uh and both those were assignment closings. Yeah, both of those were yeah. assignments. Okay, both those were assignments. And where'd you find your buyers? Take the first one. Where'd you get your buyer for that one? The first one was off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was off of um cold calling. Like we just we went through prop stream, we skipped trace a list, and then we just cold called the buyers. Gotcha. And you just happened to find a buyer ready to go, perfect timing, and he took it. Yeah, we were just looking for basically all cash guys. Like we just like mm-hmm. all the filters in and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And the second one, was that on market or off market? The second one was also off market. We off-market. didn't do your first on market one until about, I think it was like six months later. Okay. You did an on market one. I think that's the one I, I knew about. Okay. Yeah. So then you do those two deals back to back. That's about two years ago. And then roughly like big picture, what does your journey look like? you know, 2021 and then 2022, how's the business been going for you? It was, it continued to be a struggle after that. Cause we didn't get VAs originally. We just got a ton of data and we tried calling ourselves. So mm. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes we made was not scaling up to getting VAs. And I mean, when we started, we literally, we didn't have a mentor or anything. Like we kind of just learned everything on our own. So we kind of just failed forward and it was a struggle for the next like about year and a half. And this past year, we've started to get like way more consistent. We started doing a lot. I saw your videos on making offers to on-market properties. When we first started, I didn't think, I didn't even think that was possible. Mm-hmm. So we started doing a lot of those. And then we also started doing a lot more JVs with other wholesalers. Because yeah. we have now that we've gone through these deals, we kind of have a pretty solid disposition process where we can find buyers in basically any market. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there's there's this great debate in the industry about um, you know find the deal first or find the buyer first. Which one should you focus on first? And uh, there's nothing wrong with either way. Like you can go find a buyer and then try to find a deal that matches the buyer. Um, I kind of subscribe to the model of of the the hardest part of the process is getting the good deal. Once you get a good deal, I found that a buyer there's always a buyer if you have a good deal. And the buyer is the the easiest of the two is to find a buyer. So put your attention on getting the good deal, and then you can easily find a buyer. Um, but really, the real answer to that, I think, is they're both independent. Like you should always be doing lead gen. Always, never you're you're never not doing lead gen. You should never be not looking for deals because you're trying to source buyers. You should never be doing that. You should. They're two independent functions. You should always be looking for deals. And then at the same time, you should always be building your buyer list. And really, if the two operate independent of each other, and if they are operating independently, meaning you're building your, your lead gen, you're working on lead gen all the time, 
and you're also building a buyer's list all the time, then now it's just a matching process. And you've got this ongoing growth of a buyer's list and you're networking, you're building rapport, you're creating relationships with real buyers. And at the same time, you're talking to sellers and you're doing marketing to, to create you know good deals, leads and deals. That's the business that's going to really jive. I mean, it's going to really go smooth because both are operating independent of each other and then and then harmoniously coming together when there's a when there's a marriage that needs to happen between a deal and a buyer. Right. So it's like connecting the dots, basically. And that's kind of where we once we find uh, realized our disposition process, it's like if you're not buying in this market, where are you buying and what are you actually looking for? So that once we do have the deals for you, because we do acquisition almost every day as well, then we know that we're definitely going to it makes it a lot quicker of a process. If you know a guy's buying in South Philly and you have the and you have wholesalers or other realtors that are getting deals in South Philly, it's a very quick you get that guy in as long as the numbers make sense, they're going to buy the deal 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. And like, let's say that happens. Let's say you, you talk to a cash buyer and he says, yeah, I'm South Philly. And, and you're like, well, I don't have any inventory right now in South Philly, but I know how to find a network with other wholesalers in South Philly that probably do. Now you take your, your ready to go cash buyer, you network with those wholesalers in South Philly. You say, Hey, I got a buyer ready to pull the trigger. What do you got? You merge those two, JV, and now you're making money on a on a cash buyer you 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 had no deal for. I mean, isn't that so powerful with JV? So you okay. should never be you should never be building a cash buyer list and not continually wholesaling to that list, even if you don't have deals yourself for them. Exactly. Yeah, and what, one model of our team is just you always have to be acquiring every single day, and we should look. Every day in our goals, we basically try to acquire new deals and also talk to at least 100 cash buyers a day. Because if we're constantly building these relationships and then we know we have good wholesaler relationships now where we work with other wholesalers, they send us their deals. And then the second that we know that it's in our markets that we have our buyers in, they're going straight to them. And it's kind of funny. We kind of did that a couple of weeks ago. We had a buyer that was looking heavily in the Poconos. So I got, instead of going with, we, we networked with other wholesalers and I literally just got on Zillow. I looked at the four sales in the Poconos and I started just calling, I called a couple of realtors. We did the double dip method on a couple of properties to make offers. And then we did a couple for sale by owners. And now we have a couple of contracts going in the Poconos as well now. That's awesome. That's yeah, pretty absolutely. sweet. And then, and then what's your marketing look like for lead gen on the buy side? So we um we kind of put a pause on cold calling for the last couple months because we've been doing so many JVs with other wholesalers. So we're re- revamping up. We're about probably going to get some VAs at the beginning of the new year. And then we just got a new texting platform where we're going to start doing like just texting outreach. And then from there, I mean, we still are going to, we're basically on our acquisition side. We're trying to do at least an hour of calling into on-market properties, mm-hmm. an hour into reaching out to new wholesalers, trying to JV deals with them, and then an hour of just straight follow-up on the existing inventory we have from like our cold leads and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, so great. So you guys hear that? An hour of uh, an hour of on-market, so calling distressed properties for sale on-market, hour of follow-up on previously old leads. And then you said an hour of talking to uh, cash buyers. And also other wholesalers, just trying to find other wholesalers, see what they have, just so we could quickly- An hour of talking to other wholesalers to get their their buyers or to get their inventory so that you understand what they have right now ready to sell, right? So now you can can put deals together if you have that. 
Exactly. And then we do three hours a day straight into just dispositioning. Okay. So then, and then another three hours. So you add that all up and you got kind of your day broken down and then, yeah. and then, and then a few hours of dispo between those cash buyers, those wholesalers inventory and your own inventory you're creating through on markets. And then soon you'll be implementing some other things. So, okay. That's, that's a really cool process. Hope you guys, you know, got some ideas there. You know, those are some neat ideas that, that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. You know, Joseph, it's really cool to see you. I love talking to you that you're whatever it is, two and a half, three years into the business because you're not a one hit wonder, right? It's not lightning in a bottle where, you know, you did a deal and then you disappear. You've, you did the, you, you put in the work. It took a minute. You got the deal, got another deal. And, and then you had, you know, your roller coaster, which is totally normal. It happens to everybody. <laughs> And here you are now sustaining the business by continually growing, developing, progressing. And, and that's exciting to see you, you know, still in the business, doing well and building the business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, this, is, this is my long-term business. So I mean, we do this every single day. I always tell people that. 